Welcome to AM Best Audio. With winter now upon us, insurers and the general public alike are bracing for whatever the season might throw our way. But what exactly that might be, no one is absolutely certain. I'm John Weber for AM Best TV, and I'm speaking today to Judah Cohen, PhD, Principal Scientist, and Director of Seasonal Forecasting at Barris. Judah, so glad you could join us today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, John. Judah, is there a way of predicting what kind of winter we could expect throughout North America this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, there are predictors that uh, the field uses, and there are those that I have my own favorite pet ones that I think are less used by, by the community, the wider community. One that is uh, most well known is El Nino Southern Oscillation. So that's uh, ocean temperatures in the equatorial Pacific off the coast of South America. Uh, the past three years we had La Nina. That's when the temperatures are colder than normal. And this year we've gone and we've switched uh, to El Nino, which is when temperatures are warm, but uh, we switch in a big way. So we have a, what's called a super El Nino. Very strong. It looks to be one of the strongest on record over the you know, over the observational record, which goes back to about 1950. So are you saying that winter weather events on other parts of the globe could have an impact on the kind of winter weather we face in the U.S.? Yeah, I think everybody agrees um, that there are remote forcings of our weather here in the U.S. So the, the best one well known is the uh, ocean waters in the equatorial Pacific. Uh, so that's clearly far away from the United States and everybody agrees that has an influence on our weather. Uh, I actually think that the Arctic is very important, uh, and it can influence our weather. Uh, so specifically, I like to look, I like, I mean, I, I do, we, we, at, at Verisk, we use uh, Siberian snow cover in the fall months to predict our weather. Uh, winter weather and also Arctic sea ice. So those are the two main predictors that we use in our weather, for, in our seasonal forecast, uh, this winter time only. So the El Nino Southern Oscillation and so is used year round by us and everybody else. But in the winter months, we put a lot more emphasis on these two Arctic predictors. Are, are winter weather events and the so-called secondary perils of these events evolving? It's an area of debate and uh, somewhat controversial, but I, you know, I do think climate changing ha is having an important and complicated, I would say complex influence on in our winter weather. So kind of the accepted idea in, in the community is that uh, climate change, you know, leading to an overall warming of the globe uh, including uh, the oceans, which become a big reservoir of heat. That leads to milder winters and less snowfall, you know, especially in the United States is, a, is a, an important region for that. Uh, but I, 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 I've been arguing and, and, and showing you know, research to back it up. So <laughs> it's not just an opinion, but it's uh, based on good scientific evidence that climate change's influence on our winter weather is more complex than that. that. Yes, that is one factor, but there's this competing or conflicting factor that changes in the Arctic. Again, we use that for seasonal forecast, but that's also uh, evolving due to climate change. And the way those 
the, the Arctic sea ice and the Siberian snow cover, the way they're changing uh, actually at times can favor more uh, severe winter weather. So uh, including both cold air outbreaks and uh, disruptive snowfalls. So, um, you know, like a great example of that past two years. So last year, uh, probably a lot of people remember that pre-holiday December Arctic outbreak with the Buffalo blizzard that, uh, you know, was a multi-billion dollar, you know, insurance loss weather event. Uh, you know, I've argued, you know, certainly in papers that type, that type of event is, is favorite, you know, is, is um, actually increasing in frequency or probability due to changes in the Arctic. And the same thing uh, the previous year, that February 2021 Texas freeze, which also was a, you know, a large multi, you know, one of the biggest um, insured losses, you know, of the, of the year in, in 2021. And one of Texas's biggest insurance loss, uh, you know, weather events, you know, Texas is a state better known for hurricanes than uh, snowstorms and extreme cold. Customize your data experience. Best Link now offers an interactive company dashboard that provides company-level intelligence in a fast, user-friendly interface featuring interactive tables, charts, and sparkline performance histories. Customize the dashboard tiles to prioritize the insurer ratings, data, and analytics that best support your workflow. AM Best. Our insight, your advantage. Judas, how is uh, the insurance industry's view of winter weather risk evolving with the new data that you're providing? Well, I mean, so I'm on really on the weather side. I don't <laughs> know as much about uh, you know insurance, but I, I know there's a so when you um, like the the, the uh, last winter here in Boston, we had also uh, the coldest day in in 60 years. I, I'm also also our research is showing, and this is more a uh, little bit more premature research, but that certain parts of Canada, southern Canada, the northern U.S., are experiencing what's called uh, more weather whiplash in the winter, where there's this like pendulum or a windshield wiper effect from uh, weather. So you can get so Arctic, you know, climate change can both you know lead to uh, warmer weather, but also sometimes can, if the setup is 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 favorable, can lead to more extreme winter weather. So you kind of get this whipsawing or whiplashing effect where you go from record warmth to record cold back to record warmth. And that happened, I know, I know at least in Boston, I, I know it did happen in December as well, uh, more widespread through the country. And that leads to more um, burst pipes, right? Because the pipes don't burst when they're frozen, but when they thaw. So when you have a quick freeze and thaw, uh, certainly, you know, the pipes are... Um, more vulnerable, and, I, and so I know there's been an increase in interest in that. But if you're getting more, and our our research also shows that there has been an increase in the in the northeastern U.S. in these disruptive snowstorms. You know that also uh, you know can be costly uh, for various industries, and uh, I think I think the insurance is getting maybe more interested in those. Uh, certainly, the utility. <laughs> industry is 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 more interested in those because they they need a long lead time to prepare for those big events but judy do you care to share with us your seasonal forecast for this year yeah well uh i do put out a, a blog every week so uh, the forecast will be up in uh you know this week uh, just in about an hour from now 
so the Arctic, our Arctic predictors that we look at kind of came in close to normal, so not strong a prediction. But so for North America, you know, the El Nino carried the day. Uh, so, you know, our model doesn't show large magnitudes of departures from normal, but definitely warmer than normal across the northern U.S. with more seasonable in the southern U.S. And the one region where the model had uh, below normal temperatures was in the south central U.S. And again, th that's a very classic El Nino type temperature pa pattern uh, that the mob, again, because El, El Nino, we have the super El Nino versus very weak signals from the Arctic. Uh, you know, that's what the model produced. Now, again, it, you know, it's a forecast and it's dependent on the predictors. And, you know, what I, you know, so the reason for the blog is kind of, uh, you know, it's one thing just, I don't believe the forecast should be static, but you can, you know, make updates and changes to it as necessary. I, I, you know, the predictors don't change, so the forecast is final. But whether it looks like the forecast is going to verify well or not, I, you know, I try to discuss in the blog. And, uh, you know, why we, th you know, why, why we argue that the, these Arctic predictors are important in the U.S. weather is because of its influ their influence on the polar vortex. So, uh, you know, not to get too technical, but the polar vortex is an area of low pressure in, in the stratosphere. So if you think of the atmosphere having two layers, the bottom layer being the troposphere above that is a stratosphere. And it's like a spinning top. You know, it spins very quickly. There's low pressure, spins very fast right on, on the North Pole. And when uh, the, the polar vortex is strong, so the, 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 the circulation is kept close to the center of rotation, which is in the Arctic, tends to be mild here in the U.S. And then when the polar vortex weakens, uh, we tend to get more severe winter weather outbreaks, like that top hitting a, you know, hitting a, you know, something, a book on your desk, let's say, and it starts to wobble, meander. And so the kind of the cold air is then released from the Arctic and you get these Arctic outbreaks. So watching that, you know, right now, um, there is a disruption. I don't think it favors cold weather here in the U.S., more so Europe. But I do think there could be um, what, I, what I'm, I refer to as stretching or rubber band effect of the pullover gets stretched out. And those tend to be associated with our most severe winter weather events. So I think I'm looking for the possibility that um, towards the middle event, December. Uh, and then there could be a much larger disruption later in the winter. So, you know, we're... Uh, but you know it's hard to know right now. But looking at that, uh, so you know it could be a, a surprisingly active winter. So even though we have this mild forecast, I mean I don't think people should you know let their guard down. And I would also say our models predict again it's consistent with El Nino, wet for a lot large portions of the U.S., especially along the East Coast here. So even if it's a mild winter, if the cold air and, and the storms kind of link up together, you know there's certainly the potential for some big snowstorms, which is consistent with the multi-decadal trend that we've observed. Well, Tudor, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was Judah Cullen, PhD, Principal Scientist and Director of Seasonal Forecasting at Verisk. And I'm John Weber for I Am Best TV. Looking to get the attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms to do just that. 
Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day, find out more by contacting our Advertising Services Business Development Team at 908-882-1706.